We good? Okay, thank you. Will everybody please be seated? Will the four person please rise? Has the jury uh, reached verdicts? We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of second-degree murder. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, first shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, second shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, third shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, fourth shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, fifth shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, sixth shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, seventh shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, eighth shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, ninth shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, tenth shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with a firearm, eleventh shot. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with firearms, 12 shots. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with firearms, 13 shots. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with firearms, 14 shots. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with firearms, 15 shots. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, guilty of aggravated battery with firearm, 16 shots. We, the jury, find the defendant, Jason Van Dyke, not guilty of official misconduct, 12 signatures. From WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune, this is 16 Shots, the police shooting of Laquan McDonald. I'm Jen White. Today, after the jury convicted Jason Van Dyke, Judge Vincent Gaughan revoked his bail and took the officer into custody. WBEZ's Chip Mitchell was in the courtroom. After uh, Jason Van Dyke's bail was revoked, the deputies approached him right there, three or four circling around him. He stood up without any expression in his face. He put his hands behind his back and he walked to the back room uh, with three deputies behind him and they took him away. Uh, That is the end of this month-long trial, 44 witnesses, almost three years since he was charged with murder, Jen. Now, we know there were supporters of both Jason Van Dyke and, and, and people there in support of Laquan McDonald. Did you see reactions from the supporters on either side? Well, I sure did. Uh, Will Calloway, the young activist who was instrumental in bringing that lawsuit that got the police dash cam video that was the key evidence in this case for the prosecution. When the jury was being brought in to read the, read the verdict, um, everyone stood as they were directed by the deputies. And Will Calloway, after a few seconds, fell back to the pew. And he uh, was overcome with emotion. 
um, he brought himself together when the sheriff's deputies approached him, um, and uh, he was speechless afterwards. Um, right now, I am looking at him with several other uh, activists and clergy members there in a circle right now as we speak, holding a prayer. They have not even made their way to the reporters. They're on the first floor of this latent criminal court building um, in a circle, all clasping hands, praying. And um, I think that we will get to hear from some of these folks very shortly in the media panel. Chip, what about Jason Van Dyke? His wife was present at, at, at this uh, hearing. What was, the, what was the reaction from that side? Yeah, Tiffany Van Dyke was uh, seated right next to uh, Jason Van Dyke's father, who has accompanied him at every hearing, every pre-trial hearing. We're talking about dozens and dozens of these hearings. And then throughout the trial, uh, Owen Van Dyke has been at the, at the side of his son. Um, they sat through the reading of the verdict, and it was a long reading, uh, Jen, 16 counts of aggravated battery, and we heard every one of those counts read. It took a couple of minutes. Those two sat staring straight ahead. We did not see much of any emotion or any response at all for those two. Um, at other times of the time of trial, uh, Tiffany uh, was crying, um, but right, it was, it was stone-faced. They were looking straight ahead. So, Chip, you're, as we uh, turn away from you, I, I just want to get your sense for, you know, what people there are saying happens next. Huh. Well, I, I, I did sense, uh, just on my way down from the courtroom onto this first floor, um, hearing from activists on their way down, there's a lot of confusion about what this second-degree murder conviction means. Um, is this something that people are happy about? Are they satisfied with it? Um, one thing uh, that people have got to think about 16 counts of aggravated battery with a firearm. This, this, this is not a minor charge. This is a Clax X felony. And uh, each one of those uh, could, uh, could have uh, six to 30 years in prison. WBEZ reporter Kate McGee was outside the courthouse where protesters have been gathering over the last few weeks. And they were out there today when the verdict was read. Well, right now there's a, a crowd outside the courthouse cheering justice for Laquan. Um, you know, the cheers really didn't start until it was announced that bail was going to be denied. And the crowd erupted in cheers, jumping up and down, t- counting their fists, saying justice for Laquan. You know, people were hugging and crying, and it was a really emotional scene out here. And, and what's been the reaction to the second-degree murder verdict? You know, it, it was celebratory, but there's still... Um, a sense of waiting for sentencing. Um, so it was celebratory, but there was still some hesitancy to see if um, the full uh, decision would be uh, uh, satisfactory for people. Reporter Odette Youssef was at the Roosevelt subway station on the southern edge of Chicago's downtown this afternoon. So I was here, Jen, when the verdict was being read, and there were folks that were um, with headphones in their ears, plugged into their phones, clearly listening to the verdict live. And um, once the uh, once the you know once the verdict was being read, I was hearing whooping sounds from some people. Um, shortly after the verdict was done, um, somebody walked out of the uh, Roosevelt station saying, "We got it! We got it!" Um, so it was really, uh, you know, there were some people that are paying really close attention to it who really cared about it. Hmm. Um, but I, I did speak with uh, one, one of the women who uh, was sort of whooping uh, celebratorily uh, was named Courtney Wilson, 32 years old, born and bred in Chicago. And she said um, that, you know, for her, this is the beginning of a hopeful time. Um, 
you know, she says that there, she wasn't even really aware of the racism in Chicago until she moved away from Chicago for college. And then when she came back, um, she had a few experiences that um, really kind of, she said, opened her eyes to some of the issues that the city is dealing with. Um, and so what she told me was that, you know, if you don't have hope, you don't have anything. And so she is hoping that this is going to be the beginning of a new chapter. As the verdict was being read, WBEZ's Adriana Cardona-Magigad was outside Guaranteed Rate Field. That's the park where the Chicago White Sox play. Police officers were getting ready to load onto several waiting buses. They were kind of gathered in the parking lot, listening to the news, being very, very attentive to the news. And um, once the verdict came out, uh, people were kind of silent and, you know, they lowered the volume uh, and they just kind of are right here on standby waiting for get for them to get deployed other, in other parts of the city. But I also interviewed a passerby, an African-American male who um, just heard the news and he was curious about what the police were doing, what was doing here. And uh, he was he was kind of disappointed about the final verdict. Did he say why? Um, he said that uh, he should have uh, received a first-degree murder instead uh, for, you know, for the, for the type of, uh, you know, the, the type of situation that this was, like 16 shots, a young, uh, a young you know, 17-year-old boy from the city. Um, so he, he felt that, you know, Jason Van Dyke didn't deserve any less. And he is worried that, uh, you know, the, the Latino and African-American community, as he said, uh, will uh, continue losing trust in the police. That's WBEZ's Adriana Cardona-Magigad. Adriana, thank you. Thank you. Sentencing around these charges is a little complicated, but here's what we understand. The second-degree murder conviction carries a 4- to 20-year sentence, but it could also be a sentence of probation. Now, each of the 16 aggravated battery convictions carries a sentence of 6 to 30 years, and those charges are not probationable. The defense is arguing that those 16 counts should be treated as a single act. If so, Van Dyke would face a minimum six-year sentence. Now, we wanted to understand a little more about the convictions against Van Dyke. So we're turning again to Sharon Mitchell. He's a former Cook County assistant public defender. Now, in the jury dis- instructions, Judge Gaughan told jurors that second-degree murder was something they could consider. So we know the defense argued during their case that Jason Van Dyke felt like he was in fear of his life, that there was a danger being presented to the public when he confronted Laquan McDonald. What is the jury saying about that argument with this verdict of second-degree murder? They are saying that he essentially had, that he was unjustified in killing uh, Laquan McDonald, but that his uh, belief was true, but he was unreasonable. And then with the aggravated battery charges, what does that say? An aggravated battery is simply that there was a offensive touching. So he did damage to Laquan McDonald, and that was unjustified and that it was done with a firearm. If the jury had found Jason Van Dyke guilty of first-degree murder, what would they have had to believe about this case? That this was a shooting that was completely unjustified. Sharon, what do you think the prosecution did effectively to to get this verdict? They showed the video over and over and over again. In the end, that was the most impactful piece of evidence uh, that they could have brought. It didn't matter what any story anyone told. 
whether it was the prosecutor or whether it was the defense, the video spoke for itself. Mm-hmm. You know, when we are talking about this case and the, and the larger context around it, I, I'm just wondering what you're hearing from colleagues about what this means um, for police reform in the city. This shooting was reported in a very incorrect way by multiple police officers. And we don't know how high uh, that misconduct went. So when thinking about reform, it's important to think about how we can stop this from happening again. There are other officers that are facing charges because it seems to be strong evidence that they were trying to evade or help, help Jason Van Dyke evade what happened to him today. And I'm just wondering for you as an attorney, what are the parts of it that stand out the most? Well, I think that it's interesting to have the public see what's been going on, what goes on at a trial on 26th Street. Um, It is a very new occurrence that uh, folks get to see uh, a case from head to toe. Um, The one thing that I do think that's important is that this isn't particularly representative Mm -hmm. of what happens at 26th Street uh, each and every day. The... Uh, defendant in this case, Jason Van Dyke, certainly shared, was able to enjoy things that the majority of defendants don't get. Such as? Well, such as being able to select a jury that is looks very much like himself. Uh, the majority of criminal defendants at 26 in California are facing juries that do not look like them. Uh, the ability to call witness after witness and have uh, the funds to support have so many experts and witnesses that testified to the victim's poor nature. Speaking to a a young woman uh, the other evening at an event, and she asked the question, if there is a guilty verdict for Jason Van Dyke, what does that mean? And I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Sharon. Well, I think it starts to bring and shed more light on this question about police accountability. Uh, Quite frankly, um, Too often, uh, this debate has been police versus community, a community versus police. Uh, I don't think it's really about that. Uh, It's really about affording the community a constitutional uh, method of policing, which also helps police stay safe. So this does uh, shed light uh, on this issue. And as we know, there are going to be lots of balls in the air when it comes to uh, these issues. We will have a new attorney general. We will have a new police department, a new uh, mayor. That may mean that we have a new police commissioner chief. Um, so this is really symbolic. So I think that the verdict should have been first-degree murder. I think he should have been tried for first-degree murder, not second-degree murder, because that was truly just murder, right? And so living in the neighborhood, seeing what the police do daily, you know, what they do to us and how they treat us and how the court system treats us and how the truth is just how they think of black males in Chicago. So um, second-degree murder is not enough. I think maybe he should have some psychiatric uh, evaluations and maybe some some help that way. But I don't think I don't think he should have went to jail. I have four grandsons who could this can happen to them, so that's why we are here. Um, do you feel like this could change that at all, or? 
skeptic, skeptical still, but you know, progress is being made, so we shall see. As we're publishing this podcast, Chicagoans are hitting the streets. A couple hundred people have been marching through downtown. Another march is planned for this evening on what's known as the Magnificent Mile in Chicago, an upscale shopping district. And activists are calling for increased reform of the Chicago Police Department. In the days and weeks that follow, we'll be talking to many people across Chicago about their feelings about today's verdict and where the city goes from here. So continue to check this podcast feed regularly for any updates. Sixteen Shots is a production of WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune. It was produced by James Edwards with assistance from Joe Dassault and Carrie Shepard. Our reporting team includes Shannon Heffernan, Chip Mitchell, and Patrick Smith. Mike Lansu is our digital editor, with help from Paula Friedrich and Gabrielle Wright. Our senior editor is Rob Wildeboer. Brendan Banaszak is our executive producer. And Steve Edwards is WBEZ's chief content officer. Special thanks to the Tribune editors, Matt O'Connor, Tracy Van Morlehem, and Angela Rosa O'Toole. And thanks to the WBEZ Newsroom, whose reporting was instrumental to this series. You can find out more about the case at wbez.org slash 16shots. Check this podcast feed regularly for updates from the trial of Officer Jason Van Dyke, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Now, more than ever, facts matter. That's why the journalists at the Chicago Tribune are committed to quality journalism, relentlessly pursuing the truth and providing you with the stories that impact your community, as well as your daily life. Get fact-based journalism and support the future of investigative reporting, like 16 Shots, by subscribing to the Chicago Tribune today. Visit chicagotribune.com slash 16 Shots for a special subscription offer just for listeners of this podcast.